Hello, you guys are here, and it's my podcast again. Unless it's your first time listening to my podcast, in which case, where the fuck have you been? I'm just kidding. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> this is my show. It's Classroom Crush. Here's the sitch. I talk to guests about childhood crushes from elementary school to high school, and I talk to them about one of my guests or one of my crushes, and you know, we just get real, 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 and. Here, so I was talking to my friend recently about like relationships and stuff and why I can't have one <laughs> or why people refuse to have one with me. And he said something really interesting that I'd never thought about and I just thought I'd share. He said that like he's known me intermittently for like a few years and like still doesn't necessarily know if he actually knows me, which is wild to me because I'm like, I'm like so fucking real all the time like almost too much and I was like that's so interesting like what's you know like tell me why why do you think that and he said like he literally said you're a human overload in a good way (laughs) I was like okay I guess I could see that I I know I'm a lot you know but like it's one thing if you if you see who I am and you don't like me, like, that's fine. I don't expect everyone to like me. But just the idea that people don't actually see me is so crazy. It's like, look at this fucking podcast I'm doing. Like, this is all so, so much real shit. And this is me in real life, too. So I don't know. He said that there's like an onslaught of Rebecca-ness. And I guess it's like hard to pick out like what about me he's supposed to slash people are supposed to have a human connection with which is very interesting and I'm gonna think about more and I'm just gonna I'm gonna use that that's gonna be my new excuse for being single and maybe it is my fault I don't know anyways I have a really exciting guest today I'm so excited and happy to have Adel Rafai. Hello there. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm also, there's a little bit to unpack here. Yes. One, I love Real Real. Oh, shit. If that's not a podcast of, with like two people talking about cinema, like R-E-A-L-R-E-E-L. And I mean, there's a lot of like movie podcasts, so there's, yeah. there's got to be. There needs to be another, yeah. I guess we're starting it right now. And then somebody called you a human overload. Yes. <laughs> but in a good way, but yeah. uh, which I like, I guess I could see that, you know, like he saw it, He said also, which I thought was really funny. He goes, um, I told him I was going to quote him on the podcast. So hopefully yeah. he's not mad. <laughs> he said, um, I just say there's a lot of you to grapple with, especially because you're so open to about. Grapple? <laughs> I know. It's, that's like a wrestling term. I know. Um, uh, especially because you're so open about literally everything and maybe that's what's throwing people off because no one is this open unless it's like Charlie Sheen mid-breakdown. <laughs> wow. So if I'm ever famous, I'm going to make a great like breakdown story, I think. Yeah. Because I guess I'm already doing it. You're already, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm. I'm you're consistently ahead. mid-breakdown. Yes, that's my brand. <laughs> I should mention, uh, you probably know if you're listening to this, Adel is on Hello from the Magic Tavern. He is the much-loved chunt mm-hmm. and that's Badger, the only thing about him that's my one thing that's yeah. the one thing he has. <laughs> that's my life and personality he's not actually a person besides yeah. that but that's i'm the opposite of you i'm a human shallowness yes I'm just like yeah i'm one inch of water inside a human body that is whereas you are bursting at the seams like a, like a pipe in the winter but then there's a thing uh, then i guess i cause a flood yeah. and there's damage <laughs> and people are angry <laughs> and they don't want to interact with me anymore <laughs> So, great start. <laughs> Adel, who yeah. are you going to be talking about today? Uh, I believe I'm going to talk about, um, this would be in high school, uh, Brooke. Brooke. Is this her real name? That's her real name. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That just excites me. Yeah. So, how do you know Brooke? What's the story? Give me the Brooke the was, background. so I went to high school, I went to 7th and 8th grade, and then all of high school in Kewanee, Illinois. Okay. Which is like central Illinois, farm town USA, um, 13,000 people. High school had about 400, so mm-hmm. it's about 100 people per class. And it's also the hog capital of the world. <laughs> so um, I kid you not. Uh, can we cuss on here? Fuck yeah, bro. I shit you not. I, f- <laughs> I fuck you not. Um, 
the they crown a Miss Hog Queen every year. No, they don't. So they, I don't know if it's if they still do it anymore because I I never really go home. But they <laughs> they used to crown during Hog Days, which is this big festival, this big hoopla. During Hog Days, they would crown a Hog Queen, and it was like coveted. And then I think at really? some point, at some point, you become aware enough of the outside world where you're like. I don't want to be hog queen. <laughs> I like, would cry if I was. Yeah, hog exactly. Queen. Where it's like, um, and I mean, that's not like. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't yeah. like they had certain whatever. Um, but it was just very weird growing up there. So, um, but I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, Brooke was a freshman, mm-hmm. although I think we were both sixteen because I was young for my grade, and I think she was. Old oh for wow, her grade. he's smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so she, I knew her through. I did speech and debate in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came on to speech and debate and then she was also on the palm squad with my sister mm. who was a year older than me. Okay. Um, so my sister and her did palms together. Palms. Mm-hmm. That's P- just P-O-M-S, like, yeah. Just, yeah. Not like, but it's not, not like, like cheerleading, uh, reading, yeah. but it's like, I don't know. I, the difference is palms, the pom pom squad had like those pom poms, right? <laughs> yeah. And they were more like cool hip dancers ah, like okay. cheerleading is like very much like sharp angles and like boom mm-hmm. boom sis raw are they doing more body rolls and <laughs> and palm squads more like body more like picture a music video for like montel jordan's this is how we do it like okay. that's how yeah. they're i've never seen that video but i assume <laughs> what i assume or like um what's You're the, the right. in living color the um fly girls yeah yeah like palm squads like fly girls um so the palm squad was like the modern so she's dancers fucking cool she was cool yeah okay Funny, cool. Her name was Brooke. She lived in Edgewood, which is like the nice part of town. Like Ooh. this little Edgewood Drive, which was like this little horseshoe of like wealth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a movie. She sounds like a good protagonist for a high school mm-hmm. like ro- rom-com. Yeah. Where you're like, I just, she'll never notice me. She's in the Palm Squad. Palm Squad, Edgewood <laughs> Drive. <laughs> a- any Anybody from Kiwani who's listening to this is fucking losing it. They're, oh, they're, all cra- they're going eating crazy? it up like goulash, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's just spooning it in. Just like, this is great. I get all these references. Anyone from Miami um, who's listening, you probably went to high school with me, and that's why you're listening. I'm sorry, you mean Miami? Miami. The 305. <laughs> <laughs> Party in the city where the heat is on. Okay? The heat in multiple ways, <laughs> which is why that lyric is so clever. Yeah, yeah, the Miami heat. So that's great. Brooke sounds cool. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about Dylan. Dylan. Real name? Of, yes, okay. real name. I am. Only I feel like Brooke and Dylan on paper made for each other, just with those two names. Probably. Like and classic Brooke ends up, Brooke doesn't end up, up with Adel. <laughs> Dylan doesn't end up with Rebecca. Yeah. Brooke and Dylan end up together. Which is very on brand for me. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, so I knew him in, we met in eighth grade. And because I, I, yeah, I went to this, like for half of the year, I went to this like arch charter um, eighth grade. And then we, we like instantly became friends, like best friends. And of course, it was like one of those situations where like I was in love with him. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> and we were just friends. And we sort of stayed friends throughout high school. Okay. And um, I'm picturing like Johnny Depp and Crybaby, like two little strands of hair in front of his face kind of thing. I promise you, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like some standard white guy. Like, I don't know. He played, uh, no, uh, it's either, it's not, no. Okay, so he played bass, mm. um, which I remember hanging out at his house once. And our mutual friend Isabella was there. We were hanging out and she and, and he was like playing bass like at us. And she was like, she was like, look at those fingers. Imagine what they could do. Oh boy. <laughs> Which we were horny. Um That's why everybody loves Paul exactly. and the Beatles. Because those Beatles fingers. Oh God. I mean, just those Rickenbacker fingers. Yep. That, and that was Dylan all the way. Yeah. Except <laughs> just I mean, not very cool, like kind of dorky, you know. Um, but the and you said this is eighth grade? This is, it started in eighth grade. Okay. And the feelings were intense, but I was just like, you know, I was very ready to just be like, oh yeah, no, it's okay. I totally get it that you don't like me, um, but it's f- perfectly fine for us to be best friends, even though that's actually hella painful, mm-hmm. you know? But what makes it more As painful. As every, yeah, yeah, movie has taught us. Exactly. But he did obviously end up dating my like real my best friend from before 
whose name is Mika, who I have discussed on the podcast. If you don't, if you don't remember Mika, come back to episode one. Um, and it's, it's an intense thing. It was an intense thing where I think I started out like super trying to flirt with him, Mm -hmm. you know, and he kind of wasn't having it. Okay. Um, and I was like, that's fine. This is, this is the way it goes. It's totally cool. And then she wasn't in that eighth grade class with me. So then they met like sort of through me and I was like, well, what? I just knocked the, (laughs) I just emphatically. For those who can't see, Rebecca is on her feet, demolishing the studio. (laughs) I'm mad. Books asunder. So yeah, they they ended up meeting through me, which like, of course, Mm -hmm. of course, but I'm not going to just spill all the beans right now. I need to know more about Brooke. So (laughs) give me, give me, what was your interactions like? Were you guys friends? Did you guys date? Blah, blah, blah. We were, we were absolutely friends. We, I believe we worked together in speech and debate. I think we maybe did an HDA together. Which, okay. uh, again, all the people who are listening who okay. know speech and debate are losing their mind because they know HDA stands for humorous duet acting. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so tip of the hat to my speech and debate crowd. Um, and, yeah, I think we did, a, we did some scenes together in class in high school for speech and debate. Um, flirty scenes? I don't think they were flirty. I'm sure it was just like some, I don't mm. know. It wasn't like it was, um, it was probably like some Christopher Durang yeah. play or David Ives or okay. something. It's probably something pretty, pretty silly. Um, but we, yeah, just got to know each other through speech and debate. And then at some point we did start to date. We did start to date. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So did you, did you instantly like have a crush on her or was it friends to, is it the successful version? I think it was friends to okay. dating. Because I think it like I uh, she wasn't necessarily like on my radar at first. Like I wasn't like oh, did she take her ponytail uh, t- ponytail down one day and you're like she oh wore my like God. these overalls with like paint splatters on them and it's just oh, like what cool. like, and then glasses. And I was like no thanks. And then she took those <laughs> off and I was like go 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 like yeah. <laughs> do you know if she was instantly into you? Do you do you know if that ever came up? I don't. I wonder. I don't know. I never really asked her. I, I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, just I feel like I have no sense for that like I never know you're an improv comedy guy so Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm clueless I'm generally clueless but I I feel like that was something like when I when I was in college and if I would go back to Kiwani or meet up with like like a high school reunion or like meet up with over the holidays with Mm -hmm. people I went to school with at bars it'd always be someone who's now married being like I had the biggest crush on you and I'm like you should have said something like, <laughs> I don't mean no, no. Like, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't up to anything. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I was clueless. Oh my God. Um, so that's, that's, I, I want to know more about this transition because okay. for me, I think for years and Dylan is a perfect example of like one of the first like real ones that I thought like, oh yeah, I can definitely make the transition from best friends to dating because that's what happens mm-hmm. in the movies mm-hmm. and that's like that and I mean and, and it makes sense because you know everything you need to know about them you know mm-hmm. like it's there's there's not as much effort it's like a natural progression of things but I was never able to do it because like and 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 it made me theorize like oh to to be in a relationship with someone like it has to have started from a flirtation where it's like this is how we know each other, like through this sphere of being interested, you know, but that I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I definitely did try to flirt with him and I know this. What were your tactics in eighth grade? What was like the, I mean, obviously (laughs) um, snickering over him playing bass of course, is a huge one. I think, um, I think I didn't realize it then, but now looking back, I think a, a thing that I thought I didn't realize was my tactic, but really was, and sort of probably is what made me the best friend, was just being available, like, at any time. Like, with all of me, I am Is that here. flirting, though? No, If but, you're wildly available <laughs> exactly. at, at, at his beck and call, I don't think that's flirting. Well, that's the thing, but I think that I thought so. I thought that, like, oh, my God, no, yeah, I'm, I'm literally, like, the perfect companion you know like Mm -hmm. no bullshit i'm here for you 24 7 i'm here for you when you're fucking sad Mm -hmm. you know we we go to concerts together like blah blah and that obviously is what ended up making me a best friend Mm -hmm. rather than like an intriguing mysterious attractive potential girlfriend and then of course i just like we would 
text and I would do like multiple Y's. Hayes, you know, H-E-Y-Y-Y-Y, which is, you know, that is flirting. I don't know if you know this, but... I don't. What is this now? So when, at least when I was... I mean, also, this shit wasn't successful for me, but I think people of my generation, Mm -hmm. um, there just became this weird switch where it's like, if I text you, hey... And I oh, use multiple Ys. That that's indicates flirting. your level of interest. I, exactly. I, I feel like I read an article on this There's or something online or something. There's a joke about it in yeah, American yeah. Vandal. Okay. And I was like, yo, true. It, that's where I saw it. Yeah. That's is American Vandal. Everyone yeah. knows two, multiple Ys yeah. means yeah, you yeah. want to fuck. And that's I was right. like, yep. that was my mentality. <laughs> <laughs> that was where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this really, Im- I, I tried to find it, but I think it was a text, so I couldn't find it. Um this embarrassing moment where I was talking, where later on I was talking about another guy I liked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, to to, to Dylan. And, uh, coax out some jealousy? Well, probably a part of it. Sure. And then also just like, he was my best friend, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and he goes, he referred to me previously flirting with him. He was like, he's like, Becca, like, you can't just send like, you know, add extra letters to your words and like, and like, that's, that's not all flirting like you did with me, which was so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like, don't call me out about like <laughs> how I tried to flirt with you. Like, that's mean. And it also is telling me that you knew and you chose no, you know. In your best friendship, mm-hmm. were you uh, flirtatious in terms of like best friends in terms of like when you walked, you guys, he would have his arm around you or like, at, at a movie mm-hmm. night with several friends, would he? Would you like lay down and he'd put his head on your lap or something like that kind of? Well, he straight up slept over at my house like okay. multiple times. Like we'd have sleepovers. Um, he he was so much my best friend, like and so a part of my life that like for one of my birthdays we like came to Chicago and went to Lollapalooza together, and it was like Damn. super fun. And I think a part of me thought like, oh. Shit's going down. I mean, like, my mom's here. <laughs> my mom's, like, in the hotel with us, obviously. But, like, we're doing Lollapalooza by ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, no. But I did realize we – I think what fucked me up so much is that he was so affectionate with me. Okay. Especially, like, with little pet names. And I've mentioned can we, this – Can we hear some of these pet names? Yeah. Have I've you men- mentioned the pet names? Well, I've mentioned one that I've – just going back and reading stuff from multiple people – um, a lot of guys called me dear. Don't know sure. why. Like, hello, dear. Yeah. I'm like, you're not like, what the fuck? You you're... mentioned that in the episode with Ken and I. Yes. Think, yeah. <laughs> dear, darling, um, like babe, you know. Becca Bear or any, was there <laughs> any play on like, um, bu- like bull? I think. Do you pronounce your last name Bullnes? Bullnes, yeah. Bullness. Which people usually say bones, which is gross. Bones? Bones. Bones. It's ugly. I'm trying to think of like what, if I was in, in grade school or high school, what I would have done with your name in terms of like yeah. some sort of nickname. I think... Um, Rebu? Rebu, Jesus. For, take the first two letters of each of your names. That would be... Rebu? I would, if, he's, if he called me that, I'd be like, oh, he's definitely not into me. Yeah. <laughs> call you Rebu and then I'd be like, that sounds almost like Reba and then I'd just call you McIntyre. Oh, God. Well, I have a friend that like really tries to make my nickname Reba and I'm mm. like it's not no that's never but sh- but she still does and it always makes me laugh when she's like what's up Reba yeah. <laughs> like um but yeah definitely just like there was there was this affection there that I think just made me hold on to hope mm. but he was fully dating my best friend fully so were you and then were you like the third wheel a lot with them or was 100%. it 100 percent like and how did you act when it was the two of them and they were, I'm guessing they were holding hands or being whatever comfortable with each other? Were you, mentally and, and outwardly, were you just like I, being a goofball to try and draw attention or to be like, look how cool I am with this? I was definitely like, look how cool I am with this. This is, <laughs> this is funny. Um, when they went on their first date, they were both texting me throughout. Where did they go? They they just went to Lincoln Road, which is just like this strip. Um, it's I, I think it's just going to be like... I picture Miami as all strips. I yeah. picture Miami as all strips everywhere and that everyone is just constantly wearing white, like always wearing white. Flowy white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, yeah, they were both texting me like, I'm so nervous. Like I was getting it from both sides and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. But me being just like trying to be a really good friend and trying to seem super chill was just like very supportive and giving all of the advice, you know, like 
I feel like that was your moment to, have you read uh, In a Dark, Dark Wood? No, I'm not smart. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's like a, it's a psychological thriller, like a, yeah, it's not okay. like a, and I get it's not scared like Tolstoy, easily, so. Yeah. But that was your moment to, like, break them up, right? If that was your, pl- like, if, if you had those machinations, that was yeah. your time to execute? I think, I think To be I, like, tell him, tell him, um, you, uh, you, th- you think he <laughs> smells are, like farts. Yeah. And then, like, text <laughs> him and be that. like, and then text him and be like, Everything sounds like it's going great, as long as she doesn't say you smell like fart. Yes. <laughs> like, know that that means what, you know. I, I couldn't. I don't know. It's just, it was it was so painful, though, because she it was literally like, should I kiss her? Blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. Fucking kiss her if you want to, because, like, this is what's happening now. Yeah. And, you know, but I do think, because I was a part of it for so long, because I dated for a while, and I was, like, third wheel but also just like therapists, like legit couples therapists for both of them, and I and and also trying to just still be best friends with both of them. And did she did Mika know that you liked him? Well, so I because me and Mika are like in contact now. Still? We're super okay. ch- well. Well, we weren't for a while. There's a dark period. Okay. Yeah, and and I I was just like asking her about you know clarifying some things about Dylan, and she says. She's like, did you ever tell me that you like Dylan? Because I really don't remember that. And you know what? Like, looking back, I can't remember if I did either. But I think me, just as, I, I just assumed that she knew that I was, like, totally in love with him, mm-hmm. you know? Cause, but at the same time, I, and I've done this, like, so many times, I think I was, like, I was realizing that he wasn't into me. So I was like, okay, here, yeah, sure. Here's my best friend, you know, <laughs> like to, to, to take her. That's great. I, I, I am, I, I think for some twisted reason, I'm just going to like hoist my best friend onto you. I'm just going to push her onto you. And then I, I mean, which I didn't push, but like, you know, I didn't say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was one. I, I was thinking about it a lot. Like why, did, why did I do that? And why have I done that multiple times? And I think it's two things. I think it's like... Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage, <laughs> for sure. Um, and wanting to just seem like I'm fine. You know, like, I'm fucking cool. I'm chill, yeah. you know. And then I do think a part of it is like, oh, if he's dating my best friend, I'm involved in some way. Like, I'm not in a relationship with him. But in some weird, twisted, roundabout way, I am. Like, you have an inroad. There's access to him, and you kind of exactly can see how it see what what his life is up yes. to in terms of like yeah yeah. And it's, it's like living vicariously. Being, absolutely. Instead yeah. of it being like someone you, him dating someone you don't know at all, mm-hmm. and then you're like, what are they up to? Yeah. At least this you have, which is probably worse. Exactly, because then I knew everything that was yeah, up. Yeah. You know. So I. W- they're, see, for them, I don't think it was ever a transition. I don't think they were ever just friends. Sure. And I think that's why it also cemented to me, like, no, if I'm inter- interested in someone, I can't start by being friends with them, you know, because they started with this flirtation and it worked, you know? And to segue very briefly mm-hmm. into a real reel yes. with Adel and Rebecca, Just Friends, starring Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> is a fantastic movie. Gorgeous, uh, gorgeous watch it over film. the holidays if you get some chance. There's a scene with Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit in the shower that's worth the price of admission. Gorgeous, yeah. really, honestly, mm-hmm. um, important in American filmmaking. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah his Kubrick <laughs> moment, uh, and that's been uh, real, real. real. <laughs> Sorry, back to no. So um, I want to know about this transition from mm-hmm. friends with Brooke to dating Brooke. Do you remember how it happened? Any specifics about it? I, not that I can really remember. I think it's just with speech and debate. It's like you are when you're partnered up with someone for for a scene mm-hmm. you rehearse with them the whole hour for every class yeah and then when you go to competitions you normally sit next to them on the bus and like run over your lines and all that stuff mm-hmm. so it's just a lot of like close just contact. spending a lot more time than you norm uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with someone in school and outside so i think we just started to just really enjoy each other's company was it like you guys were hanging out and then it's like, oh God, wait, now we're sitting so close. And oh, now where's my hand? And now we're kissing. Or was it like a, hey, I think we should date. I think know? it was something of like, I feel like we were at a speech and debate. Um, uh, we were at another school for a competition. And I feel like I was sitting down and we were waiting for our round to come up or whatever that is. <laughs> and as I was sitting there, I feel like for several trips or whatever, like she would come over and like sit down on my on my leg or something or sit, you know. Ooh. 
and I'd be like, I don't, okay. And then I was like, and then I just like, my whole body stiffens and I'm like, I don't want to move. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is weird. And then eventually just being like, I think this means she likes me. And then in, at some point. I, I respect s- her. That's like yeah. bold and cool. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, oh, what what would I have done? Mm-hmm. But I, I did nothing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have walked right up to him, looked him straight in the face. <laughs> slapped him in the dra- face. Dra- and Dragged like- my hand through his, my fingers through his hair and said, date my best friend. <laughs> And then push him off yeah. of like a fucking, like a boat. Like, like I am a ship yeah. and it is sinking and mm-hmm. I am pushing you off and yeah. the ocean is Mika. Taunted Mr. Ripley him and yes. they just, yep. Exactly. The Do ocean you, is Mika. That sounds like a, that sounds like a Simon and Garfunkel song or something. Uh, well, I'm a fucking artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you have heard this. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. So I know about words. The ocean is Mika. That should be your next poem. I, oh God. Does Mika listen to this? She does. Hi Mika. She, hi Mika. Um, so do you remember any of your like first dates? Well, here's the thing. And as, Ooh. as we, here's the thing, uh, welcome to NPR's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, so we started dating and I feel like we, I don't know if we ever went on like a full date. Like I would go mm-hmm. over to her place or like we would go, uh, her friend Callie, um, who also lived in Edgewood would have like, um, gamer movie nights. So we'd all go just be like a group of us. So oh. I don't know when her and I, besides school or speech and debate actually hung out uh yeah mano y mano um but at some point there was a radio station that we all kind of listened to i think it was like 98.9 or something 98.9 it's like from the quad cities because we lived (laughs) near the quad cities and that was like what we got um but there was a thing called uh i think it was called nightline or night something like that where it was like at 10 p.m you could call in and if you got through, you could leave a brief message. They would record a brief message of whatever you said and then play it. Mm-hmm. So me and my friends used to like freshman year and then some of sophomore year, we would call and just like do weird voices or weird shit where it's just like, this is banana man just saying up to all the, <laughs> saying what's up to all my, my <laughs> funk boys. <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> just to say like the weirdest coded dumb shit. It's yeah. just like, uh, like here, this we're is, funny. Yeah, some sort of like Ace Ventura reference, I'm sure, or some dumb shit. Yeah. Um. So we'd normally do that, and then when when Brooke and I started dating, I remember trying to call in to like leave her a message because I thought that would be pretty cute. Yeah. And I never got in, and we dated for like a week and a half or two weeks. <laughs> uh, uh, that might be hyperbolic. It might have been a few weeks, but at some point I got through, and I remember panicking because I got through and I wasn't expecting it, and I was like, <laughs> hey. This just want to say hi to Brooke th- from Adel. Uh, love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And I remember like dropping the phone like oh. like it was a hot coal, <laughs> like it was a demon who like came out of my body. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then just being like, no, 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 no. Oh my god. And then being like, hopefully, because sometimes you would record something and they wouldn't play it. Uh huh. So I was yeah. like, please, if there is a god, <laughs> do not play this. And of course they do. Duh. And then the next day or maybe that night, I got a. F- call from her friend kim being like hey brooke and i were listening to <laughs> no. nightline did you say you love her and i'm like yeah, i don't i'm so sorry and i just kept saying like i'm so sorry, I'm sorry. which is not the best thing to do in yeah. terms of like i'm sorry that i think yeah. i love you yeah being, <laughs> in, instead of being like that came out or like i was joking or it, yeah in, the worst thing to do is to like apologize profusely because then it's like yeah. okay that's the worst position that's well, a middling yeah it's like it, don't, it's not like that disgusting of a yeah, thing you either commit and be like yeah baby i love you like <laughs> what's up or you, my or heart beats for you yeah, babe that's one bookend and the other is like total deniability of like we just you know that wasn't even me that was my friend mike <laughs> that or was like, always I, like we're just dicking around it was my cousin he's crazy yeah. <laughs> I'm stealing that for everything I do now. Okay. It wasn't me. It was, was my cousin. He's crazy. That was my move. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was my cousin. He's crazy. Like, El Moyo, he like hacked me. <laughs> yeah. But I did the I did the middle ground, which is the worst thing to do. So I remember after that, her talking to me and just being like, hey, I think we should just be friends. And like, oh. so it was like fleeting, but it yeah. was like, she was great. And we remained friends throughout high school, but it was just like the most, in, like, it wasn't the most embarrassing thing in high school, but it was like the most like weird devastating relationship thing because i i hadn't really been in like relationship like i'd yeah. seen a few people but it was just like the the n- most nightmarish outcome of like oh no why did my brains make me say that yeah where i wasn't wanting to say that and then because i was just like this is what 
uh, romance is. Yeah. Saying I love you on a on a ninety eight point nine Quad is, Cities. That radio is the station. fucking like climactic yeah, scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, you know. Oh, I wonder. So for me, I would be like, I am never telling someone I love them. Mm-hmm. Did Did that scare you after that? Uh, yes. I. So again, we remained friends throughout high school, and there was a weird thing of like my. I think by my senior year. And then once I graduated, because we, it's not like we stay in touch, but we, but every time, the weird thing is every time starting my senior year and then going on forward into life, anytime I saw her or if she would like Facebook message me or something, Mm -hmm. she would always end with, I love you. (laughs) And I could never tell, I, I, I 99% believe it's because she felt bad for that, for that instance. And so I think she wanted to be like, it's okay. We have a love of friendship. And like, mm-hmm. I, I want to repeat that back to you because I know that that was embarrassing for you. But there's like 1% of me that like every time she says it, like my heckles come up and I'm just like, Bleh. like don't because that's yeah, such that's a weird thing. A little, a little bit cruel. Yeah. Like, to it, where like if I was on a date with someone and like shit my pants and then every time I saw them, they're like, no, like hey, shitty, shitty pants. pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that would I would deserve that'd that. Be kinda yeah, funny, but, that'd be kind of funny. But that's just like, please. I didn't shit my pants. My cousin did. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin's fucking like my cousin so shit wild. my pants. That's how crazy he is. Yeah. He shit my pants. He's like, you should meet him. He's wild. <laughs> It's one of those things with those super embarrassing moments like that that it's just like, oh, I feel it in my body. Like, yeah. it surges through it's me. It's a visceral, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so, I'm so sorry. But I definitely sense that incident. I definitely, and I like to think it doesn't affect me anymore, but I'm sure it does sub- subconsciously for sure. For sure. It's in my DNA. Yeah. My relationship DNA. But it is something of like, since from that moment until like maybe college, I feel like I had such walls up in terms of like, yeah. I will never be the first person to say I love you to someone or yeah. I will never, like I'll just always like take things taffy slow in terms mm-hmm. of like, yeah. Because I mean, you want to protect yourself mm-hmm. and like even, cause yeah, I, I, I mean, if the idea of like you loving that person is just so bad that they break up with you, like I don't know how I would, and it wasn't cover absolutely and it wasn't even that like i loved her it was just like it just came you, out yeah you said it but but from that point on it's like i correlate those words with like devastation of yeah. like embarrassment and, and devastation like shame so it's like Goo. so you've only ever told your mother that you love her right no mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't tell her. i'm just like patty you're a sweet gal yeah. and my mom's like oh, okay like, you're you're yeah. one of a kind you're, you're a, real, a dreamer you're a real catch yeah. <laughs> so with Dylan, things got so intense, and I don't know if it's just, like, the general experience of everyone in high school or, like, I mean, I know there was a time where I was very, very fucking sad, um, and there was a time where he was very, very sad, and a lot of it had to do with, like, their relationship, and they were both fighting and stuff, and it was, so you asked me if I, like, ever tried to break them up. I don't think I was trying to break them up, mm-hmm. but I went back and I found, like, messages, and... There's some stuff that like, and I do think I genuinely believed this, but of course now just just knowing where I was at, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I was like really trying to make this end, you know? And I think before I talked to Mika before this episode, I was ready to kind of like vilify her in a way because mm-hmm. um, it was just like, it was painful for me. But going back and reading this stuff and us talking, like their relationship was pretty fucked up. Like- yeah. It was intense and it was intense for me. So I can only imagine how it was for her. But I think at the time I just resented the fact that I was having to deal with their relationship rather than being in a relationship of my own that I probably didn't really super, um, I don't know, consider that like she was actually going through a lot. And like I realize that now. Um, But there's stuff where um, I I think just reading back me being like a therapist to them was so funny. Um, He's like, she cares, but she doesn't show it. She doesn't mean it other than emotionally to herself, which I don't really know what that means. I, that sounds like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, figure eight. He's like, and I don't know, Becca. I really don't feel I can lose her right now. And I'm like, but Dylan, you have to understand it's hard for both of you. When you're sad, she's sad. How is she supposed to lift you up when she can't do the same for herself? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maybe you just need a break to work on yourselves, which like we're teens. Like just me being like, I think you guys need to work on yourselves. You know, yeah. you may- maybe need some time apart. I think it's so funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, are these emails, texts? These are like old Facebook ma- messages, okay. which I was somehow able to download, even though we are not friends on Facebook anymore. 
because it seems that he unfriended me at some point, which I really, I don't actually know why. Um, And I'm like low key, like a little annoyed by it. Also just because there's more content than I want. If you're listening on the download, like you missed out. I might add him right before I release this. (laughs) Rebu is one of the coolest people I know. Thank you. Rebu's amazing. You missed out. No, things were things were things were intense. Like he keeps going on and on, and I'm just like, Dylan, stop, just stop, please. And then he's like, Sorry. I'm like, repeating this shit, the same shit over and over, isn't gonna do anything. You need to listen to me. He's like, Fuck it, I'll end it then. That's what you want. That's what she wants. I think she'll be happier. So good. Thank you. Good night. And then oh, like, no. so dramatic. I'm like, No, stop and fucking listen. And then he doesn't text me or message me back. <laughs> Which, like, I think there's a part of me that was rooting for them because I wanted them, you know, like, I did genuinely care about both of them as people. But then part of me wanted it to end for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was fucked up and probably did need to end. Like, I I was trying so hard to remember the details of this day. But there was a day um, in, like, probably freshman or sophomore year of high school. Mm -hmm. But if it's sophomore, it's, like, early sophomore year where he was, like, texting both of us. And he was, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it, I think it was something like, he was talking about how he was like really depressed and he was kind of like mentioning like sort of like suicidal shit. And me and Mika are both, like, it is so dramatic. Um, and I don't wanna like, like, I don't know, you know, he could have been really fucked up. I don't know the genuine, like how much of it is it teen stuff and how much of it is real stuff, sure. you know? I still don't know because like I'm not in contact with him, but um, it's so dramatic. We are in like the hallways um, at lunch, both of us just like crying and calling our moms. And we were like, mom, you need to pick us up now. Like we, and I think we both went home because we were like scared for him. And, but also I'm sure part of it, just like making it about ourselves, where we were like, we need to leave now. We can't be here, blah, blah, blah. and it was very dramatic and legit, like, not one of the first times that I've, as a teen, like, dealt with one of my male friends being like, I don't know, I'm just done. Like, it happened a few times. And I'm like, why do, why do I attract these people? What's going on Miami? I don't know what's happening in Miami. <laughs> but I also was fucking sad. I found some, oh, so, so juicy, so good, these messages. Um, I think he was, like, asking me, like, how I was, whatever. I was like, I don't care i don't care about anything i just want to react to something (laughs) to someone i just want someone to cause some sort of reaction because now i'm just numb i'm just here i don't sleep i don't do anything i just exist can we holy shit holy (laughs) shit here's what i want you to do rebecca okay i want you to read that one more time but i want everyone listening to think of this as like if someone some geek had written like an ode to chemistry. <laughs> like this is an ode to chemistry. So and it's not like, dramatic. This is, no, so this, this is about like particles. This is about like particles or ions or atoms. Okay. And we're, 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 we're playing with beakers and someone in a lab coat comes out with goggles, lifts them up and reads this poem to chemistry. I don't care. I don't care about anything. I just want to react to something, to someone. I just want someone to cause some sort of reaction because now I'm just numb. I'm just here. I don't sleep. I don't do anything. I just exist. Couldn't that be a description <laughs> and a poem about like a particle? Yeah, that's how I was. That was me. Because, but like, I just want to be negatively charged just, or positively charged. Just, just do something. Yeah. I just don't want to float around here. Accelerate me. <laughs> Please accelerate Collide. me. Collide. Collision. <laughs> Particles. I'm just begging for a collision. <laughs> a head-on collision. Newfound glory, bitch. Uh, head-on collision. <laughs> I never... Okay, I'm not going to sing All Newfound Glory because I could do it for hours. Um, but I do remember that period of Speaking time. Speaking of yes. Newfound Glory, this is a second episode of Real to Real. Perfect. This is Adel. This is Rebecca. We want to talk about uh, the Matthew Broderick, Denzel Washington movie, Glory. Glory, of course. Shot in Savannah, Georgia. A beautiful Civil War <laughs> <laughs> movie that was shown to me in high school anytime there's a substitute. And what's wild, what's super crazy about this is that they did make the choice to have Newfound Glory be the soundtrack of the entire film. Mm-hmm. Um, Which just gives a, it's very vivacious. It, yeah. makes, it makes it pop. You think it doesn't fit, but yeah. it does. When Matthew Broderick is like running on the battlefield and you hear Newfound Glory. He's like, it's all downhill from here. Because he's running down into a and that's been real, real to real. real. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I was very, 
I, I do remember that time that my, my adjective was like, I'm on autopilot. Cause I really, I was like doing this. I, I talked about this a little bit in my Halloween mini episode where I don't know if you guys listened, but I read some real crazy bad poetry that I did as a teen. A lot of it's real horny. A lot of it's real emo. <laughs> like so horny, I told my dad not to listen to it. Can we <laughs> can we make a word that's that combines horny and emo, like um, a portmanteau? Oh, hemo. Hemo. <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> gross, which makes it work. I was just super hemo. Guys. Yeah, it also sounds like what a nurse would say as she's drawing blood or something. Like, exactly. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to filter out your hemos. And another connection, <laughs> Randy from the Kennan episode, hemophiliac. There you go. But, oh my this god, this is full circle. It's crazy. We're bridging all the gaps. Oh, we really are. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember just being like, oh, I'm on autopilot. I'm just like fucking sad. So they did end up breaking up, mm-hmm. which honestly, thank God. And I was like, you, but this is in high school, not like this is in a high few school. months ago. Or so. okay. No, no, this is in high school. Um, I think they were together for like maybe two years, maybe a little bit over two years. So probably around like sophomore year, they broke up. And towards the end, I think I was just like so exhausted by it. And I was like, you were on autopilot. I was on autopilot, but we still ended up like going. To, we were still friends and we like did. It was weird. The time, because I planned to go to Lollapalooza with him, like mm-hmm. for my birthday, um, when we were still super close. And then I think we got a little bit distant. And I was, it's weird because like our messages and stuff and like our relationship um, after they broke up was just kind of very like cordial, like, hey, I miss you. How's it going? Whatever. Can't wait for Lala, mm-hmm. which is weird. Um, <laughs> but like we did have a lot of fun. Um, so, but at that point, I think I was, I was over it. I was like, this is, it's not worth it, which thank God. But I did hold on for, a long time you know um and then this motherfucker i think he tried to tell me that he liked me which i did not remember until i went through and like found stuff post break po- post mika post mika um and was like very very affectionate to me and i think i was so jaded about the whole fucking thing i was like because it's just like the f- one of the first in a long line of like oh sh- me being a second choice and i was like fuck that even though it was what I wanted for so long. But like, I mean, at least I had some respect for myself. Sure. Because I didn't go after it or I was just completely oblivious. I think I'm giving myself a lot of credit saying I had, I was, I was respecting myself. I wasn't ready to be sloppy seconds, but I think I was probably just oblivious. Um, he goes like, he's like, hey, Rebecca, what's up? You're amazing. And I'm like, I am. And he's like, oh, the fact that you question it is actually making me laugh a little. Sort of, what a what a <laughs> fucking dweeb. And I'm like, ha ah, why? And he's like, because you're fucking amazing, which makes me want to, all of it makes me want to cringe. And I'm like, but, but, like, why are you saying that right now? He's like, I don't know. Did I, you really say but twice? Yeah. But, but. But, but, because I was always like, I'm so cute. I'm like, mm, but, I, but. I'm like stuttering. Like, Sorry about my text. <laughs> I have a stutter. I have a stutter. When yeah. you type? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's my cousin. He's crazy. He's fucking. <laughs> he should go to a hospital. He's so fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> he went to go putt putt golfing, but he spells. <laughs> but but he spells peace with peace. He's a wacky. <laughs> um. So he's like, I don't know. I just love you, and you should know. And I just go smiley face because I'm like over it. Mm. I'm like not gonna give him that much, but I think a part of me is like living. I'm like, sure. Yeah, I am yeah. amazing. And he's like, and yes, you deserve to know, okay? So good, you understand now, yay. And I'm like, that's nice, whatever. And then later, um, oh, he, so he like could sense that I was like in a bad mood or something. He's like, what's up? Like, I wanna be here for you. And I'm like, nothing's happening. Um, so yeah, nothing to be here for. He's like, well, I can make something happen, which I don't know what that means. And I'm like, nah, chill. <laughs> and he's like, nah. And then he goes, I like you. And I'm like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah. And I'm like, El Mayo, I'm stupid on Skype. That was meant to be love, which is so interesting. So I'm like, was that him trying to tell me that he liked me? And then I wasn't like, oh, my God, I like you too. So he reverted back to like, because we would say we loved each other all the time because we were like best friends. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that was him trying to like tell me he liked me or not. Yeah. Or he's like, huh, I'm so stupid. I'm on Skype. I meant love. And I'm like... That's the only time in history that there's been that backpedal. Right? <laughs> Where it's like constantly telling somebody you love them and then being like, I think I like you. <laughs> Just, kidding. Just kidding. I love you. I, which I is, don't like which you. Which is painful for me to hear. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the reverse experience. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like... 
so yeah and then I and then it kind of faded out and he at some point unfriended me I don't know when damn Dylan I know I don't know what the fuck like I was a fucking good friend to him do you still so you have his texts or no have I don't have texts. I wish I had. Can texts. we call him on the air right now? Oh my god! And I, I will call. I, pretend to, I will call and I will t- pretend to be your cousin. <laughs> I w- I'm almost tempted to do that. I'm so I'm a crazy person, because um, I do think I feel anger <laughs> towards mm, sure. him. Because like one thing, you know, like I get it. You you fade out of friendships with people, especially when like feelings like that are involved. But I feel like he was an important friend to me, and sure. I was such an important friend to him. You know. Like, you reached out to me when you were, like, thinking about killing yourself, maybe, you know? Like, that's fucking intense. That leaves an imprint, for sure. Yeah. And, and it then, sounds like the, the what you guys had overall seemed to warrant some amount of momentum in friendship. Yeah. Versus, like... A weird fade out. Being, like... Which is... It's, like... It almost makes me think, like, oh, okay, if I wasn't your third wheel slash therapist for your relationship... Or your girlfriend, you didn't need me. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's, like, we really faded out after they broke up, and then I guess he maybe realized, oh, maybe I should like her, mm-hmm. and I was not having it. Sure. And then he's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Which fucking, what the fuck? That's mean. Well, I think he wanted you pining after him. Yeah, and I'm, and he was totally used to that at that point, probably. Yeah. And some part of me, I have no idea, but some part of me would think, based on like people I knew, mm-hmm. would be like, if you had responded of like, you like me, I like you, he would have like strung you along and then start dating someone like, because I feel like there's find my next friend. There's which a type he did of date there's a type of guy, especially in high school, who like wants just wants to be wanted. And there's that thing of like stringing some someone along yeah. of like, because you like me, I'm gonna keep feeding into that. Which is just like, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Like I get it to an extent where like everyone wants to be wanted, sure. you know. But I just cheap trick I, wrote a song about. <laughs> yeah, but it's like. I just don't, I, I don't understand where like the fucking confidence of a teen boy is to just like, just be like, yes, I am going to just lead this person on. I will never understand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you do that to anyone? I don't, I'm, I'm sure I did subconsciously lead someone on. Yeah. Bec- I feel like I'm just, the way I was raised is I used to be incredibly like closed off and quiet. Mm-hmm. Like my mom was always like, you were basically a mute. <laughs> I'm like, oh, weird. And Super then, chill. And then we... As I grew up, we moved, I think we moved to like 11 houses in like nine years or something. Yeah. Okay. So I moved all across, thing. Uh, not all across the U.S., but I bounced a few, through a few places in the U.S., uh, like lived in um, Peoria and Las Vegas and Columbus, Ohio, and a few other places like just bouncing mm-hmm. around. So what I learned is that because I had to keep going to different schools, I learned to be more like affable and gregarious and like mm-hmm. open and like humorous and to that's make connections. To, to make connections because yeah. otherwise i'd be the quiet kid like sitting in, alone in sweatpants um, <laughs> at least you're comfortable yeah absolutely. <laughs> if nothing else i have sweatpants on an airwalks <laughs> so i'm super comfy um which is probably what uh, all the rage in miami is probably oh. sweatpants and airwalks uh, of course um so i think i had to learn to be very like just treat people you know like they're, they're important which you should anyway you know like yeah. just to, to be engaged and to be to be connected and to like just treat people like they're important. And I feel like that possibly led to like some amount of like, oh, well, he listens to me. He, yeah. It seems like he he wants to know more about me. And I think I'm just like, uh, uh, maybe not. Any, I feel like as I get older, I get more and more just like, ah, I just want to go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to read a book or something. Yeah. So, so hopefully I, I have some amount of that still because I do, you know, enjoy people. But I feel like, especially in high school, I was just very keyed into like, mm-hmm. what are you like, what are your interests or like being very, well, that's, yeah, that's the connected, thing. I mean, which I think people read off is like, if you do that, you're flirty. You're flirty. And I'm like, I don't, there was never like a, it's not a, like anything a, behind it. Like I'm deciding to flirt with you right exactly, now. Exactly. Yeah. It was just like, this is how I treat everyone. But I think people were like, I yeah. think maybe he likes me. Well, the thing that I think fucked me up a bit and I think fucks me up like to this day. And I think probably fucks everyone up to an extent is that it's like, sometimes you, I forget that it's like, I don't know the context of this person. Mm-hmm. I only know this person in the context of me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's very easy for me to think that they're flirting with me because I don't know what the fuck's going on with their life. Like there was a guy here, like when I first moved here that um, he worked right next door to me and for forever I had a huge crush on him. And I always was like, he's super flirty to me. He's leading me on. Or, 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 or I thought like something was going on. And then I finally like got the balls to like give him my phone number. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he like never texted me and I was fucking devastated. I was devastated and so embarrassed because I would have to like see him all the time. Sure. Um, but then I found out later that he like, cause he came into my job like with his girlfriend. He's like, here's my lady. And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> great. You know, that explains why you didn't text me. But also I was like, well, what the fuck? You, I think I did give him ample opportunity to tell me that he had a girlfriend. But at the same time, it's like, maybe he's just a nice guy. Yeah. And I'm not thinking in my head, oh yeah, he has a girlfriend and a whole life outside of the interactions that we have when I go over to his job or something, you know? Which is so hard to just like put that in your brain sometimes. Sure. That it's like, you're, you're a person outside of me, but also perception is reality. So it's like... Yeah, they say like 90% of perception is your reality. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, um, perception is reality at all. <laughs> Not 90%. It just is. I okay? just want to react, okay? <laughs> I, I just want to do react. nothing and react. Just let me exist and give me something to buzz off of. <laughs> Ugh. <sighs> so, and, then, and then at the end of the, that poem, you just dump uh, uh, and then vinegar and baking soda? <laughs> or, or there's nothing, and I'm like, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so... Do you think um, do you think there are qualities about Brooke that you continue to look for um, in future romantic partners or yeah. things that you avoided, etc.? Very um, just like uh, I think I used this word earlier, but it's all that comes to mind in like terms of like vivacious, like very, mm-hmm. very, um, like full of zeal, like very much yeah. like outgoing, very bubbly personality, mm-hmm. very much, um, ch- like very chatty. Like I just yeah. really enjoy that sort of like openness. Mm-hmm. I think because sometimes I don't have it in myself. Like I, like You're I said, looking to be completed, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, like, like I said, I'll like, I'll, I'll, um, always listen and try and connect with people, but I, I feel like I tend to do less talking. I, I enjoy doing less talking than other people. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in conversation at a party or with whomever, I feel like I I prefer like 20, 20 to 70. Yeah. 20, tw- 20, uh, not 20, 70. 20 that's, 70. That's, not, that's, that's 90%, which, 90%. Is, which is perception. <laughs> oh God, uh, we got jokes. But I prefer like 30, 70 or like 40, 60. I, yeah. I don't, uh, I, I tend to enjoy hearing other people talk than like being open myself. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I don't get that. I'm not that. But Well, you're a human overload. I, I am a human overload, as previously stated. Um, but so so that's interesting that that, like, traumatic, at least slightly traumatic experience didn't deter you from that type of person. Absolutely. And she was, yeah. like, very much, like, again, pr- pretty much immediately we are able to be friends again. Like, she's mm-hmm. very, like, minimal to zero drama. Like, just very had a good grap uh grap good grapple uh, <laughs> she, good she grappled with life and <laughs> she grappled with she life won. um she had a good grip on like who she was and yeah. just very sort of self uh, self-assured and like very confident in herself yeah and i think uh, i mean th- i think that's like, attractive across the board i don't know anybody who's like i am not attracted to someone who's confident <laughs> you know but i think it's just a, yeah I, th- I think that's those are qualities that i have always looked for or always cool. enjoyed yeah in people but it def- but you did you you did sort of um, it did take you a, a, a while to be able to say, I love you again. Yeah, then. absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like there were like, I remember being in, I think when I was in seventh grade, um, I was dating, I was dating somebody else in my class. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, there's this older girl, Liz, who was in eighth grade, her and her friends called me one night and were <sighs> like, you're dating autumn. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, uh, well, Liz, and she's like, hi. And she's on the phone and she's like, Liz likes you. And we think you should date her. And like, so it became this thing of like, they talked to me for like an hour on the phone trying to convince me to date Liz. And at the end, like at some point I was just like, at some point I was like, "Mm, okay. And then then they're like, don't call Autumn. We'll call her. (gasps) And so they called her to be like, it's just so you know, Adelbrook. And it's like, but I remember at the time being like, I guess this is life. I guess this is, I guess this is what, (laughs) this is how it happens. This is what adults do. (laughs) Yeah. And the, (laughs) And then I remember, like, as I got older, being like, oh, my God, like, how dramatic. Like, yeah. that was so weird and dramatic and, like, just gross. And, and like, meeting someone like Brooke where I'm like, yeah. she has zero of that in her in her DNA and her makeup yeah. of, like, I don't, you know. She's not um, out to ruin lives. Yeah, exactly. You ruined it for yeah. yourself <laughs> by calling in yeah. to a radio show. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, I want to talk about music. Mm-hmm. You sent me some songs. Mm-hmm. Are these oh, real quick, can I tell you? I, yes. I just remembered something. Of course. My senior year, Brooks' junior year, we the Palm Squad did for a pep rally for something. They did Grease. Oh my god! So I was Danny and she was Sandy. No. And so it was like my this, dream. It was like as I was like senior year, kind of out the door. It was so funny to be like we had this really nice moment at, at the at the close. <gasps> Of, of her being Sandy and me being Danny. That is and, but at some oh, point during uh-oh. the dance, she um, was supposed to do like a backflip off my arm or something. And she like st- like stuttered or something. Like she didn't commit to it. Uh-huh. And so she like hurt herself pretty bad. No. <laughs> so I remember after the dance, like her being, I think she had to wear some sort of like cast or something. <laughs> some, some sort of back brace or something. <laughs> but I remember her being like, oh my God, like you're, you hurt yourself so bad. She's like, it's my fault. It's my fault. And it was just like a weird, like oh my God. Uh, such a joyous, closure and then she got injured and me being like no but you know what that's honestly that is that's cool because Mm. you embarrassed yourself so severely and you trauma and and i'm sure that she was traumatized by that so you guys both (laughs) helped traumatize each other and it balances one mental one physical yeah one emotionally stunted and one physically disabled you know but i I mean i would have been even stevens yeah (laughs) Yeah, you're good you're good that's amazing though danny and Sandy, I would, I would love that. I would never be cast as Sandy ever. I would be fucking Rizzo. And as, I mean, come on, let's be real. You'd be Rizzo, yeah. They'd be like, yeah, she's a slut, and she's, <laughs> and she doesn't like to cry. <laughs> There's, that's that. I know a girl like that. <laughs> so, okay, music, music, music. Mm-hmm. You sent me a couple of songs. Do you want to talk about them? I, so, so we're do, we're doing we're we're talking about songs that we feel sort of. Uh, it expresses teen angst romance like the best mm. to you in your opinion mm-hmm. so you chose if i told you this was killing me would you stop by the juliana theory mm-hmm. yes yep what about that so i mean i have some thoughts but go so this was i think when i was in high school um i consistently listened to either rap so, mm-hmm. so like tupac silk the shaka mm-hmm. like all those weirdos um or like seventies rock, okay. where it was like Leonard Skinner, Zeppelin, stuff like that. So you were, cool. and there was like, yeah, no, but there, there was like no in between. And then when I got to college, I discovered like Dashboard Confessional, like all these like emo and like more like Radiohead and all that stuff. Yeah. But there, I remember there was a, I bought a CD at a, a college radio, uh, college record store on a whim called uh, the band was called Juliana Theory, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, this cover looks cool. Or like there's a little blurb. And I'm like, I'll check this out. This sounds cool. And it was so, it was like the most emo thing I've ever experienced in my mm. life. And there's one song on the, there's delicious. one track on the album that I would walk around to at night on the college campus. Like mm-hmm. if I was leaving from a party or going wherever. And it was just like, make me feel like I was in a movie where I was like, like yes. I just got dumped or something. Like every time I heard the song, it's, it's like so I dramatic. just got dumped and I was like trying to, move forward in life and it was so dramatic but also so thrilling to be like this feels like a movie like a song yeah. in a movie that i'd be walking I'm important to and, enough to be the main yeah. character of this movie yeah i'd created. look up to the moon with tears in my eyes and like you know but it's just like the most emotionally like manipulative song for whatever reason personally yeah. it feels like the most emotionally manipulative song in terms of like the chords or the how just how the song progresses really tugs at like the emo in me yeah which i don't really have a ton of but my fave i was going through the lyrics and i was like mm, yeah this this is it is um throw your words like an attack and stab me mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's and even the the title is if I told you this was killing is, me would you stop the long title which is, sounds like something Dylan would say yeah, yeah right and it uh, also it's it's a good bridge to the song that I brought which is you're so last summer by taking back Sunday okay she said dude don't let it go to your head oh, so good boys like you are dead. The best lyric that I think, oh, at least for me and mm. like the kind of person I am, is um, it says, uh, the, truth, the truth is you could slit my throat and with one last gasping breath, I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt. 
Damn. (laughs) That is me as a teen and probably me to this day. I'm like, I am loyal. I am like, I'm. I I feel like that's passive aggressive though. To be like to slit your throat and then be like, sorry, you got blood on your. <laughs> are you mad at me? No, I. For me, it's like, and 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 I see it with like shit like Dylan. I'm like, oh, you can be fucking awful to me, mm-hmm. awful to me, and for and I will find a way to be like, I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm this way, yeah. even though like I am your human punching bag yeah, in a yeah. way, you know. The next choice was just, I was trying to think of like what was on the radio when Brooke and I mm-hmm. were, were briefly dating each other. And I think this song was on the radio like all the time, I think. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what it is? It's <laughs> Fred Savage Garden. <laughs> yeah. And the song is Truly Madly Deeply. I'll be your dream, I'll be your wish, I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything. It is so... And this Achingly is, sincere, which I love. Yeah. It's the one song of theirs that doesn't have somebody saying Chica Cherry Cola. <laughs> Every other no, song. No, they actually sneak it in right at the end. I don't know. That's only true fans On know. the snare, Chica Cherry Cola. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, did I just hear? Yeah. Paul, Paul is dead. Yeah. No, there's there's a good lyric that I think I, because I, I, I'm just going through and I'm finding myself. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, can you see it, baby? You don't have to close your eyes because it's standing right before you. I'm like, yep, that was me. I was right here. <laughs> Hi. The whole time. Um, my name's Rebecca. And the that's probably how Brooke life. was yeah. feeling before you guys actually were dating. She's probably like, hey, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm great. Unless she was like cooler than me and not a spaz and like developed feelings rather than like got hit by a truck of feelings <laughs> like I do. <laughs> or I see someone and I'm like, you are the person mm-hmm. I will dedicate everything to. We are partners in life. Yeah. There's no one that matters more to me than you when we've met 45 seconds ago. Um, I have one more song mm-hmm. that I think is just such a good teen angsty one. I have so many and I'm like really glad I have, I've given myself an excuse to talk about this. And it is Always by Blink-182. So, I So that line, I think, is so just like and and just like Tom's whiny voice is just him saying like, "So here I am trying," and I'm like, "That's what I was like." Anyways, do you have any? Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think just uh, if you're ever in central Illinois, (laughs) Kiwani Chamber of Commerce would suggest that I push you towards hog days, which happens every year around Labor Day, I believe. That did remind me. I wanted to, it has nothing to do with anything, but because I was like, oh man, if I were the hog queen, I would like want to die. And for some reason, it reminded me of like the one time I went to musical theater camp when I was like 14. Um, we were doing Beauty and the Beast, and it was guys and girls. Mm. Um, and I auditioned for Belle, obviously. Obs. Because like every girl like me is like, um, I related the most to Belle because <laughs> I'm fucking smart <laughs> and like I read. Unlike my cousin, my cousin doesn't read. He's crazy. Um, I would I would have been like, I want to be the townsperson who's like, I need six <laughs> eggs, <laughs> yeah. but it's too expensive because I feel like. A lot of times when I go That's shopping, like I don't have the coinage to buy half a like, dozen eggs. Why don't we talk about this more? Yeah, because <laughs> half, uh, half a dozen eggs is like 113 versus no, the 226 you. of a full dozen. <laughs> so I auditioned for Belle and they were like, I, well, I killed it, first of all. Of course. That was great. Um, they were like, Rebecca, you are great. You know, um, we would give you Belle, but we're going to have to make you the beast. Because what? I was, because I was the tallest person there, and I had like big hair. They needed like someone I intimidating. Yeah, yeah. So there, so just me as like a fucking like fourteen year old. I'm like, ah, <laughs> you 
have made me the beast. And like, there are boys, you know, but I was the beast and I had to be like, like, huh. like I would like sort of sing in like a lower register. It was very that's cool. Embarrassing. It's, it's it was progressive still a lead casting. Role. I mean, that's yeah. yeah, it's ahead of its time. I was like, I'm still a star, but I, yeah. but you're basically confirming everything that I believe about myself as like an insecure teenager. I'm sure. like, I'm a monster <laughs> with big eyebrows. I feel like I would have been like the little weasel who hangs on Gaston and he's like, <laughs> yeah, hi, <laughs> yeah. Just a permanent sidekick. You're the best, Gaston. Who's like a bit horny for yeah. him. He's like yeah. one of those like remora fish who like sticks to a shark. Yes. And it's like, the, the fish is like, me too. Like I'm also a shark. And the shark's I'm like, here. the shark's like, I'll let it happen. Don't forget about yeah. me. <laughs> You're the strongest shark. <laughs> and I'm your friend. Yeah. Well, Adel, this has been so much fun. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Ugh, do you want to plug anything? I mean, you got Magic um, Tavern. Yeah, check out Hello from the Magic Tavern, um, which is a, a improvised fantasy podcast. Very, you can very check fun out, and good. Um, Siblings Peculaire, which is a podcast I do with my sister that's all Tom DeLonge-esque conspiracies. If, you, if, you're, if you're like Tom, you'll, you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, check out, you can come see me at IO with Revolver, World News Tonight. One of my favorite teams. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. Great. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Good job yourself. Thank you so much. Um, follow me on Twitter at Almond Milk Hotel. Can I say something, Rebecca? Yeah. You're fucking awesome. Oh, you. Do you really not? Do you not realize it? Thank. Um. Thanks. But but, <laughs> but 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 why are you telling me this now? <laughs> God, I want to die. <laughs> want to die. I'm so glad. I no. I was gonna say I'm so glad I'm not like that anymore. I'm, I'll probably look at like me trying to flirt with guys now and be like, rip my skin off. <laughs> like, fuck this. <laughs> it's real bad. Um, but yeah, uh, like, subscribe, review, listen to, just validate me and my podcast, please. Um, that's it. That's it. And Dylan, honestly, go fuck yourself. Dude. Honestly, <laughs> peace out forever. Yeah, you suck. Mika rules, Dylan drools. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for having me, everybody.